Welcome to Starting It Up. Today we're here with Stevan Cook, who grew up in San Francisco and moved to Massachusetts to study American Studies at Williams College. Stevan is now president of the San Francisco Board of Education and is the CEO of MissionBit. Hi, Stevan. Hello, hello. Thank you for peace, being peace. here. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Good. Thank yeah. you. Um, so first, tell me a little bit about your childhood or whatever influenced you to get into education and start influencing that. Yeah. Well, the short version is uh, I went to public schools in San Francisco and I was a kid that had, was in a family that was on government assistance. So we lived in public housing. We had food stamps and um, government cheese, you know. And uh, my sister and I moved in with my grandparents when we were when I was ten, and from there, uh, I stayed with them, you know, pretty much throughout college. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I came from a neighborhood that was dealing with a lot because at the time it was the '80s, and the '80s was a really hard time for the black community. There was a lot of drug addiction, a lot of street violence, um, that translated into a lot of homes, and as a product of that. It, ended up showing up in a lot of schools. So my life really changed in high school because I was at the school called Thurgood Marshall in Bayview Hunters Point that offered a transformative experience around how I looked about myself, how I thought about learning. And uh, that propelled me to you know, pursue uh, college. So when I came back, um, I was looking for opportunities to, to support the school but the school community had really changed. Um, the reasons for those changes were policy related, which is what led me to run to the, for the Board of Education. Okay. Um, you said in high school you went through a transformative experience that led you to go to college. Would you mind talking about what that looked like and has that molded how you choose to guide students or implement policy? Yeah, a lot of my... Uh, I, I found that what worked for me in high school isn't a one-size-fits-all solution for anybody that's coming through public schools. And the, the, the dynamic thing about public education is that we take everybody. So if you have a severe disability, if you're incredibly wealthy, if you're on government assistance, or if you're in the middle class. Uh, so uh, how we approach student needs needs to be as dynamic as our student population and we also had the educators to contend with. So my motivation for, for getting involved in policy decisions was to support the marginalized. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to realize in my time uh, in policy and politics is that I really want our schools to be aspirational. I want, you know, I want our kids to think about themselves as having no limits to where they can go. Mm -hmm. And so that's my North Star how we accomplish that, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be different based on the students that we have. When you were young, were you excited about school and recognized its importance or did that come later? Yeah, there were, there were definitely teachers that inspired me. And when I, uh, there were lessons that really like sparked my interest. I think that when I was especially young, like when I was in elementary school, there were certain types of opportunities that fascinated me like I really wanted to learn what it was like like how, how you flew a plane you know mm -hmm. and I think kids have 
because uh, so many children are curious um, if they find something that sparks that which is kind of natural for kids in school that's a real benefit but um, there's a lot of sc- there's a lot of sc- about school too related to like compliance and and finning a mode and I didn't really that didn't always jive well with me is that why in a way you've chosen to innovate education and promote it in a way that's I would say from speaking to people who work for you it does sound like it is not normal education and it's not a it's a classroom setting but it's promoting a lot of growth and change is that what drove that you mean for mission bit mm-hmm. yeah at mission, at mission bit our model is a bit different uh, because we don't subscribe to the traditional education setup like we are in a classroom everyone uses first names everything is project-based there are no grades um, so it really is a space for people that are interested in uh, learning how to code and our approach is very much rooted in a pedagogy that uh, thinks about students that um, thinks about the, the education experience as one where there's a mutual exchange like we don't think about students as a container that you fill with information we think about the education experience as something where you know we're going to learn from each other and we're going somewhere together and i'm sure it seems much more fulfilling as a student when it is presented that way yeah back to your college experience what do you think was the most important thing that you learned in college in terms of influencing your career? Yeah, the, the most important thing I learned in college wasn't in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I directed music videos during my summers in college. I directed like rap videos for local hip hop artists. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was kind of sad, but kind of amazing too. <laughs> because, um, you know, every rapper wants their video to look like every video of the time which is like jewelry and money and cars you know but they actually didn't have any of that so it was borrowed cars fake money cheap jewelry you know but Mm -hmm. we were trying to like present that image but when i had to do that i was completely in charge of the whole process i had to set up the location i had to get everybody there i had to have a plan for the day Uh, things didn't go right Mike started to fall, right? <laughs> you know, and but then everything was on me. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying to wait for a teacher to give me a grade to be an indicator of like what my value was. You know, I, I was completely in charge, and so it, it, um, there was something about that. Like I stayed up late to finish it. You know, um, uh, it was, it was, it really sparked my interest around what it was like to take something from idea to manifestation and uh, being completely responsible for driving the process. That was, that just like, I think that's what sparked my initial interest in being an entrepreneur. I was actually going to ask like when the shift from education to entrepreneurship was, and do you think that's when it first like fostered your creativity in that sense? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I had done a few things in high school that were somewhat entrepreneurial, like I sold candy out of my backpack because <laughs> I was trying to finance a summer education opportunity. But with the music video project, 
that's really what it became. It was like, um, I want to get new business. I want to make sure the client is happy. I want to see this idea come to life. Um, I, I want to, I had like milestones, you know, so, so yeah, that's when it happened. That's amazing. So the day you graduated, you obviously weren't immediately the president of the board of education. Nope. <laughs> so what did that process look like? Well, that's funny because like I often joke with people. I was like, I've been president. Y'all just didn't know I had the title. <laughs> like I, I've been governor, you know, like this. Uh, it was when I when I was in high school, my senior year of high school, in my personal statement, I wrote about wanting to become governor of California. Right. When I when I got out of college, I actually wasn't thinking that much about politics uh, because I had so much pressure around trying to make a living and trying to get a salary you know and i and so i was thinking like oh what if i did the music video thing and i was out of work for like two weeks and i was like oh, i gotta find a job which i think was what when i look back at it i would have um you know i think things all work out the way that they are supposed to but there's a lot of pressure for college students to you know have some type of position that validates what they just went through mm -hmm or they're, they have pressure to pay off loans mm -hmm. and it can really sidetrack someone from pursuing their passions, you know? So people were, cause people were trying to like- Figure themselves out and move forward. Figure themselves out and, and they're used to being, uh, people are used to having institutions carry them. You know, like I went to this college, uh, that means something. So I had to get this job because it's gonna mean something. And all that meaning is for other people to kind of get them off your back so you can let them know that you're doing okay. Yeah. It, is, it doesn't actually mean the value that people give it. And having the name of your college carry you rather than yourself kind of thing. Exactly. So what got you involved working with the county? Uh, with uh, the school district? Yes, sorry. Well, when I got out of college, my first job was as a city hall fellow, which brought me back to San Francisco. And that position was in public works and at public works they fill all the potholes mm -hmm. and that kind of gave me an inner inside look on how local government works i was that was a really boring job <laughs> <laughs> and i wanted to be challenged in my work so i ran into one of my former teachers who took me to a pickup game at my former high school and i met the principal who was actually my assistant principal at the time and he asked me to come back to the school to help as an academic advisor. And what I, I didn't know anything about schools or education, but I knew that the issues facing the community uh, were way, way too large. And I wanted to put myself in the middle of trying, trying to solve those problems. So then you decided to run for the president. And how was that campaign? Yeah, yeah. So uh, your your colleagues select you as president. Okay. And then, but you run for the board of education. Okay. So the, and the board of education is a seven member body. Uh, it's like a policy group, mm -hmm. and uh, the races stagger, like four up, three up. Okay. And the the terms are every four years for all of your listening audience that, that has no idea about the San Francisco Board of Education. <laughs> and I, I initially ran in twenty fourteen. I was twenty eight years old, and um. In San Francisco, the race is a citywide race. In that cycle, only three people would win. So there were nine candidates running for three positions. 
or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I lost mm-hmm. by less than 1% of the vote. Oh, wow. And so um, I ran again in 2016. And in that year was a presidential year. You know, everyone remembers November 2016. Mm-hmm. There was a new president selected. Big when, campaign year. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when um, the, when there's a presidential turnout, when there's a president on the ballot, there's a bigger turnout for votes. So anyway, I, I won in that seat. That was a four-member a four seat. I became president in October of 2017 uh, because the then president resigned to take a job in New York, and I was vice president at the time. Okay. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Total transformation. What happened with Mission Bit? So you're on the Board of Education. Where in there did you become involved with Mission Bit? I became involved with Mission Bit uh, during my I – I heard about Mission Bit during my first campaign in 2014 because I wasn't expecting to run an organization that taught coding. Mm-hmm. If you told me that a week before I started, you know, I would not say that I would end, be ended up doing what I'm doing now. Do you code? I don't. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Interesting. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, 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 you know, I, I keep trying to learn HTML, <laughs> but uh, I'm responsible for keeping the lights on, hiring good people, um, telling our story. I, I really see myself as a as a a bridge between the tech sector and our public schools. And my passion about what we do as an organization is really empowering our students to be leaders in this space. So, um, you know, at the time, Mission Bit was a volunteer-run organization. Uh, the founder, he was sort of like a um, very passionate person, really just wanted to help kids learn how to code. Uh, but wasn't interested in all of the aspects of nonprofit management, which is an entire job, like outside of anything that happens in the classroom. You know, how to make good reports, how to write a compelling grant, how to pitch. Like, Company. Precisely. Yeah. So I was the first employee. It was a volunteer-run organization at the time. Like I mentioned, there was no money um, in the bank. So I had to go out and... Uh, raise all the money for the organization. So I, I met actually, I, I met the founder Tyson through Twitter. I tweeted at Tyson because I was, when I was running, I hit up a bunch of organizations to talk about computer science as a policy issue. Cause I wanted to share that with the public. Like, you know, we have these public schools, kids want to learn how to build games. There's no place to do that. And I reached out to a bunch of organizations to find out how it was going. And so Tyson actually replied to my uh, message and we met after I lost the campaign. And, you know, I wasn't expecting to run Mission Bid like I was mentioning. I just, when you you campaign, you you meet a ton of people. And I just wanted to know if those, any of those connections could be helpful to his work. And he said at the end of that meeting, so you want to, you want to run it? You want to run Mission Bid? And so um, that's how this all started. After meeting him once, he asked mm-hmm. you to run it. During the first meeting. Yeah, it's like us talking now, then me offering you my job at the end of the world. Oh, that'd be nice. Be careful what you ask for. So you took over immediately? Uh, I, I met the board. So the, we had that meeting in December. Mm-hmm. I started meeting the board in January, and I started by March of 2015. Of 2015, so you've been there about four years. Almost four years, four years next month. And how have you seen the company evolve since you've been there? 
Well, we've gone from a volunteer organization to a team of 20 people. Mm -hmm. uh, we run courses across San Francisco and Oakland. We uh, have aspirations to have a presence across the nine barrier counties and have an international presence. I've been talking to U.S. embassies across Africa, Central America, really just asking, can we add value to your education priorities, mm -hmm. right? I think the biggest barrier about running an organization like this is people believe that they have to know how to code to start it. And there are interested families or educators and communities that don't have, uh, the, 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 they don't know the steps to get started for their kids. And, you know, we are that story. Uh, we, we've been able to sort of fill these gaps mm -hmm. and bring these people together. So that's, I think that's what the future of Mission Bit consists of. Like, you you know two of the instructors mm -hmm. that are currently running our classes, both very passionate about computer science, yeah. connect well with young people. One of the things about computer science majors, science majors in general, like they, they don't really study abroad, mm -hmm. you know? They, um, they're really interested in going into the industry and getting an internship. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about education isn't something that they necessarily would consider first unless they were thinking about an education tech startup, right? Mm -hmm. They're getting direct leadership experience, having to run a whole team of people, which essentially their students, and introducing them to this learning opportunity, can, which can be really difficult. But I also want to be able to tell college students, you know, give us a year, we'll give you a career. Mm -hmm. Teach with us for a year, we'll put you on a path to start working in the tech industry. Or teach with us for a year, we'll send you to Central America or Africa to teach in those foreign countries for a summer, you know? So that's sort of like what we're trying to build for the future of Mission Bit. So you're not only fostering the high school students, but the TAs and the teachers as well. Absolutely. Which is so valuable. And I know from talking to both of them, they love everything the company stands for and how it runs. And you can tell it's a very good operation <laughs> to oh, say the least. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to them. Yeah. Um, how do you choose what schools to go into? Is it anyone that'll take you or are there specific things you search for when trying to implement your curriculum into a school? Yeah, we, we only work with high schools mm -hmm. and our our mission is focused on trying to engage students that aren't represented in tech. Okay. And so we, we don't turn any student away, but we try to put our classes where we're more likely to get to service those students. So um, the initial, uh, the way that we, we, we were partnered with a school initially is based on like a mutual interest, you know, just like where we do these, this outreach to the foreign mm -hmm. governments, it's the same thing. Like this is what we offer. Would you be interested in talking more about um, uh, this for your students? Mm -hmm. Now, you know, our, our current classes are sort of based on that, that communication, that outreach and that mutual interest. Uh, we also are talking to different detention centers for students that are in juvenile hall across the Bay Area so we can um, have classes there. Or talking to high schools that only have students that are pregnant, like pregnant teenage moms, and starting classes there, right? Getting to those places mm -hmm. where we're not likely to have computer science classes. So th that's our dual approach, you know, yeah. get them into the comprehensive high schools but also onto these other spaces where uh, we want students that are historically considered marginalized or may not, you know, have access to the opportunity that they get it to. 
Thank you so much for being here. You're absolutely incredible. You can hear more about Stevan on his website. Website. It's stevancook.com, correct? That is correct. Yes. And then there's also the Mission Bit website. You can go there. Um, Other than that, follow our Instagram at USFCAE Club. And we will talk to you in two weeks with a new episode. Thank you. Peace.